Greetings, everyone, and welcome to this premiere episode of the Higher Ed Geek Podcast. I'm very excited to get this launched uh, with a special episode talking with my good friend and colleague, Tom Kriegelstein. I've uh, worked with him for years uh, as part of both Swift Kick and the Student Affairs Collective, uh, writing and podcasting and interning uh, with them. But, um, you know, I've since moved on, uh, unfortunately, but on to uh, some greater things here that I'm really, uh, you know, really excited to get going uh, with this podcast. And uh, so I was able to catch up with Tom recently um, to get an update on what's going on with his life and what he uh, what he's thinking about, what he's geeking out about. So um, really appreciate his time here, but really quick, some housekeeping here in the first episode. Uh, so we'll be coming out with new episodes weekly, uh, starting today and then going through, um, until the winter holidays where we will be taking a short break and then coming back strong in the new year. Uh, so always include show notes for each episode with everything that we mentioned and talk about on my blog, uh, higheredgeek.com. And you can also subscribe listen and rate on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play Music, uh, whatever your preference is there. Um, and yeah, I mean, just any um, support you can give through ratings and reviews, just uh, sharing out the show um, does really help us out and just getting the show out to more people so uh, more people can benefit from the uh, great conversations that we're having here. So I think that is everything for now. So without further ado, and after this quick message from our sponsor, this is episode number one with Tom Kriegelstein. It's an honor to have our good friends at SwiftKick be a sponsor of the podcast because I've seen their work firsthand and it's truly unlike any student leadership training I've experienced. They've been voted best student leadership program unprecedented five times, so you know they must be doing something right. As a bonus for our listeners, SwiftKick is giving a $500 discount off their normal speaking fee if you mention Higher Ed Geek when you contact them. I highly recommend their trainings for your campus as your students will be talking about it for months afterwards. It's really great stuff. Check them out, swiftkickhq.com to learn more and let them know I sent you. Now, back to the show. But yeah, I feel like um, with it, like that time since we last recorded, you know, at least with SwiftKick, and I feel like, you know, maybe for simplicity's sake, and I know we've, we've talked a lot about your journey throughout like, all the other episodes that we've recorded and stuff like that and like uh, stuff that you've written. Um, so I guess just for, for simplicity's sake, and I know there's a lot that's happened within the last year with like Swift kick. If you want to start out with just sort of, um, you know, that journey for you of like, you know, developing that and like the recent developments and stuff and just kind of give me that introduction just in case anybody who uh, overlaps with all this, like doesn't really know who you are, but I think that's kind of the main thrust of, uh, you know, something that's been a throughway for you for, you know, a long time. So I'm curious, just kind of that journey and like decision points and sort of the, the recent developments with, uh, with Swift kick. Yeah. Uh, well, first off, thanks for having me on the podcast. I'm excited to be here and to connect with you again as a former co-host of the <laughs> student affairs spectacular podcast <laughs> reunion. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like a reunion but you're on your own now with your own podcast so that's cool and it's exciting to see it taking off so uh for everyone who doesn't know who i am i am tom kriegelstein the founder of the student affairs collective as well as swift kick the journey for me started when i got i graduated high school with a c average and then stumbled into college student activities in college and it totally changed my life um academically professionally socially 
and uh, I ended up getting almost straight A's through college. I got one B, but with valedictorian at my two-year and then my four-year, and uh, so much of my growth was attributed to the co-curricular space on campus and getting involved, and it just totally changed my life. And throughout that process, I always, I, I've always, always wanted to be an entrepreneur and figure out and build something that gave, that was bigger than myself, that gave positive value to the world and lasted long after I was gone. And so I was always searching around for like, what is that going to be? What is it going to be? And towards the end of my college career, a speaker came to my campus and I, I saw him speak on just a, he was talking about passion and purpose, but I would saw him speak. And I go, holy crap. Like, I, I love what you do. I want to do that. I want to be a professional speaker. And then at, around the same time, I won this academic award as a national academic award, all USA academic first team member. Uh, given only 20 people, and they asked me to go speak at some schools in the area, and one of them uh, said I was pretty good at it and gave me a stipend of like $50 or something. So I was starting to piece together this idea of like, wait a second, I can build a business out of something I have mm. skill in and a passion of student affairs co-curricular. And so that was my launch right after college with this idea of becoming a professional speaker. I failed miserably for the first couple of years, which is a whole other story. And then I got, went and got trained for three years as a lead facilitator for Quantum Learning Network and then relaunched Swift Kick. And that was maybe in 2005, six, somewhere around there. And I've been going ever since. And so then to fast forward to current, uh, we launched the Student Affairs Collective, I think maybe eight, nine years ago as a way for student affairs professionals to get together. There was not really much online at the time, and it grew to be this the, one of the largest online communities of student affairs professionals. And we had a podcast, newsletter, books, um, people were journal or blogging on a regular basis. Like, there's a lot going on with it, and it almost got to the point where it was too much for us to handle internally at Swift Kick and with the volunteer team we had in the Student Affairs Collective. And so I started chatting with various organizations around the idea of someone taking it from us and through a lot of conversations and twists and turns the uh, NASPA National Association of Student Affairs Professionals was very interested in it as a part of their overall umbrella and for me they felt like such a natural fit for someone who had the resources and had the knowledge to be able to take Student Affairs Collective to another level and so starting at the beginning part of this year, and I guess sometime around Q2 of this year, we made it official that the NASPA took over uh, officially from us the leadership and ownership of the Student Affairs Collective. And so once again, I'm back fully focused on Swift Kick, which is we do leadership and team development programs at colleges and corporations all around the world. And that's and I live in New York City and I love peanut butter and I was named after yeah. a cat. There you go. That's uh that's everything. Yeah, I think it's like all the all the fun facts and everything. Um, but I think I like how you framed it of like that. You know, a long time ago, you you just had that epiphany of the sort of alignment of your strengths and something that you're enthusiastic about, which is exactly kind of what I want to strive to highlight and. Um, you know, showcase on this podcast is just like the things that people geek out about and like how they positively contribute to their life and just, you know, encouraging people to um, find that thing where it overlaps. Because I think 
if it's too much one way or the other, it could not be satisfying to somebody. If it's like, you know, for me, I always say it's like, well, I'm really passionate about video games, but I feel like I have no strengths there. And it'd be really hard for me to like, you know, get my foot in there and like be successful there. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just interesting that you found that. I know that you always say like, you know, an overnight success, yeah. you know, several years in the making sort of thing. Cause like people would just sort of be like, Oh, you're so great. Like, you know, like I've not heard of you or no, you know, like you come to the campus and they just, you know, are really impressed and stuff. And I think, well, a, l- a little bit, I don't want to fully claim that I knew what I was doing right when I was, when I was 20, 21, 22. Uh, and in fact, and I, and I think it's constantly evolving even to this day, it's still evolving. Uh, and, and I think that that's okay. What hasn't changed is my desire to build something on my own that's bigger than myself that leaves a positive impact on the world. That hasn't changed, but what that is, is evolved. I've tried software tools, I've built an online community, doing speaking, and and so when, when students or younger people come to me and they ask me, like, I don't know what to do with my life, you know, I first thing I say is calm down. <laughs> it's okay. Um, but at the same time, we can't take tomorrow for granted or, or let me phrase, I don't take tomorrow. I, I don't take tomorrow for granted because no one's, no one's promised me tomorrow. And so I do make sure each moment of every day I'm, I'm appreciating it or valuing it somehow, some way. Uh, and then, sorry, so on that note, when I have a quick activity for anyone who is out there that that's trying to like understand what to do is you take a piece of paper and draw four circles. And in one circle, write down all the things that you uh, have spent a lot of time working on. So like if you were in choir for many, many years, just write that in there. Or you spent a ton of time playing video games, write that in there. Or you read a ton. Put, put all that stuff in there. And then in the next box, uh, put all the things that uh, you grew up around. So were your parents dentists or were they performers or were they... Uh, teachers, you know, whatever it is. And then in the third box, put all the things that you have skill at, things that you, you you actually like think you're pretty good at. So I may spend a lot of time at something, but maybe I'm not actually good at that. Uh, but there are some things you might have skill at that maybe you don't even spend a lot of time at. And then the, uh, like, for example, uh, one for me is running. I didn't know I was as good as I am at running, but ever since running, uh, picking up running, people comment on how fast my times are. So that's great. And then the last one is uh, the, the fourth box. Put in all the things that people say you're good at. So your friends and family, listen to what they say. And like, and if they tell you, oh, you know, you're always such an upbeat, positive person or you're always great with, with kids, uh, write that stuff in there. Then look at those four boxes and see where there might be some overlapping words or themes. And oftentimes when people do that activity, somewhere in there, are is is the their journey and their path yeah yeah cause I think, yeah that could be like a really good activity where like just kind of uh very focused like purposeful dedicated like thinking and you know uh kind of examining yourself and and i like what you said yeah because i think it's an important distinction of that you didn't know the form that it took but you like it was like a values driven sort of thing that like you said you want to make a positive impact on the world and but it's like how I do that has changed over time. So I think it, cause yeah, that's where people can get stuck up. If it's like one job at one place, which is like the only way that they're ever going to feel like they're important or anything. It's like, well, just be open to like whatever is your, 
your driver in terms of your values or something like that might be, you know, a better, uh, a better way to think about it. But, um, so yeah, I guess I know you, uh, you mentioned like peanut butter as being like a thing that you love. And I think there's a lot of else that you, uh, I know that you're into, but I guess what would you consider things that you, uh, geek out about and like, you know, are there things that you've discovered more recently or things that you've always been into? Uh, yeah, so peanut butter is one of those things I certainly geek out about, and it's a strange one, but it's also I I've sort of become known as the the peanut butter guy in, in some circles. Uh, and I I actually like this because when people send me gifts, uh, they tend to send me peanut butter. Yeah. <laughs> and why I also like that is I'm generally live a minimalist lifestyle, so I don't want a lot of stuff. And peanut butter is edible, so when I'm done with it, it's done, it's over, it's gone. So I appreciate the time I had it. So I kind of like that versus if I said, oh, I'm geeking out about turtles or I'm known as a turtle guy, then people send me every possible turtle turtle figurine, teacher, you know, whatever it is. I'm actually happy to do that. I thought about <laughs> launching the, a New York City peanut butter festival yeah. recently, but I'm, I'm pulling away from that idea uh, to stay focused on Swift Kick and, and really double down in, in the work we're doing here. Um, those are big ones. Other things I'm geeking out about right now uh, is I, well, all my electronics are failing me right now, so I need to find new electronics. So geeking out in terms of trying to find how to value this the best um, mm -hmm. uh, or find the best value to buy new stuff. And, uh, and let me add to that. So I'm also geeking out about a couple apps that I want to share with the group. One is called Get Service. And it tracks, it links up to my email and tracks all of my flights. And anytime a flight is delayed or late, they then notice that and they'll send a letter to the airline on my behalf to try and get some money back from me or for me uh, for, for quote unquote hardship. Surprisingly, uh, I've done it in this year. They've got me already this year $900 worth of stuff back. Isn't that crazy? Wow. Yeah. Cause I, yeah. And like you fly so often, cause I think sometimes if it was like, Oh, I fly a couple of times a year, it's like, well, yeah, I mean, you could get something back, you know, those few flights are delayed, but then just like this is the, uh, the statistics of it. It's like, well, I fly a lot. There's probably gonna be a lot of delays and it's worthwhile to like, you know, cause it's, if it like took, I don't know if it took a lot of setup or anything. I mean, a lot of those like bots are pretty, well, right. pretty simple. Well, actually right? also but, it's free um, until you win something. Yeah. Like it pays for so, itself. So they get you something and then, and then they'll pay you for it. Uh, or they'll, they'll charge right. for it, but that's it. Mm -hmm. yeah that's really cool because yeah there's a um it's like a facebook messenger bot that's similar to that called trim that like they their kind of main thing that they market around is for like your uh, cell phone and like internet tv bills they'll do that similar sort of thing so it's really cool to see like because yeah flights would be like a huge one so that's a good uh good recommendation and it's interesting like what you were saying with like how peanut butter being a thing that you geek out about is like how, and how that's like positively contributed to your life just uh because yeah that, that's one of my things that like um yeah i feel like i need to like uh cultivate something like that or like do something else in terms of like with like holidays and gifts and stuff because yeah i'm always very conscious where it's like i would love to have that i don't have anywhere to put it and i don't want to have like a lot of clutter so um yeah that's uh that's good stuff whether it's my whether it's my place here in New York City, I, I've gutted so much stuff. I've taken so much stuff out uh, so that I have a minimalist amount. Um, I have I've reduced my wardrobe so it's as few as possible. 
I'm trying to, I, I would, I'm trying to figure out how I can wear the same five outfits or at least have clothes that I don't have to think at all. And if I have a shirt and pants, they're going to match no matter what. Uh, and so mm -hmm. that's all part of this, just like I, this concept of streamlining decisions in my life so that I don't waste the willpower or the effort on things that are sort of frivolous to me throughout the day. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I'm getting to that point as well, where just yeah, you know, just like with clothes and stuff, yeah, because it's one of those things where you can just be like, I don't know what I want to wear. So if it's like, again, yeah, you kind of put uh, attention and energy there to really think through it and examine it, it could be uh, beneficial. Because I feel like food too. I feel like I want to like yeah. just have all of my food through like stuff like Blue Apron and Grays for like the snacks and stuff. Like where it's just like they just give me meals and it's like, well, this is what I have. I have to make it. Like <laughs> instead of just like, what do I want for dinner today? You know, and just sort of like meander to something even, you know, even meals you know and, and this is probably another thing that's my weirdest habit is i do soylent which is a powdered meal and and my rule is if i'm not eating with someone else i just have soylent <laughs> and, and uh it it fills me up it's uh it's super cheap uh it gives me all my nutrients i feel great throughout the day when i'm when i'm drinking it and I have been doing it now for almost two years and it just, it works. It works so well for me. Yeah. 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 That's, it's really intriguing. And I'll say it's socially weird. So I, that's why if someone like, if, if I'm going out to eat with someone or eating with someone, I'll make sure I chew my food. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just like only drinking. So I guess that's probably like, I don't know if they like are explicit about that. I'm just like, like, yes, it's beneficial, beneficial as this is like, you can eat other stuff. You don't only like. You don't only have to have like you know soylent or whatever. They want you to eat it. Well, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. Yeah, I, guess, I mean, yeah, you kind of you know answered how those things like positively contributed to your life, and I guess I know you um, are a pretty avid reader and like you know um, you know listen to like different podcasts and um, different things like that. So like if it's you know just one or all of them of like things that you're reading, watching, listening to anything. HBO has a series called the defiant ones. It's about the rise of Dr. Dre and Larry. I, I, what's how mm -hmm. you pronounce this? Larry Iris, Iles, Let me see if I can get that correct. Uh, I'll, I'll Larry Ileson. I, Larry L. Let's just call him Larry L. So, um, and how they ended up building uh, uh, Def Jam, uh, Death Row Records into Def Jam, basically their journey. And it's fascinating and crazy motivational. So I've now watched it twice, and I'll probably watch it again. Another one, another one is uh, Tony Robbins, I Am Not Your Guru. Yeah, and stuff. It's really just fascinating to watch that. I've also attended a Tony Robbins uh, uh, seminar this last summer, and that was just so eye-opening to see someone at his level of the game deliver a program. So uh, that that's on my list of like worthwhile checking out and spending the money to go to. Uh, in terms of podcasts, I have a couple here, uh, specifically one that has been in. And now, granted, these are very much in mm -hmm. my sort of world of uh, what I'm interested in. And so how I built this, it's an NPR app, and they basically follow the journey of founders of, of large, well-known brands and companies, and they just, just talk through their journey. Love it. Uh, 
in love with it, can't get enough of it. I feel like I just want them to keep producing stuff. Uh, I have another app that I want to suggest that that uh, it's been life changing for me. Is uh, it's a financial app that's been really big. It's called well. So how it started is first I read Tony Robbins' um, Money Game, or his newer version is Unshakable. Uh, Unshakable is about a third the size of Money, which is a massive book, but both are mm-hmm. great and just helped me to really understand the concept of financial investing in, in how I'm financially investing my money. So then there's another company called Wise Banyan, W-I-S-E-B-A-N-Y-A-N, that basically does every single thing that's smart from a financial investment and savings for retirement uh, setup, and it's totally free. So uh, I've moved tons of my money over to it and am using that. And I just like anyone can start with, I think, a dollar and you can get going. And so uh, those young people out there, start early, start early. Compounding interest is the, the, what, the next the wonder <laughs> of the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's what's really cool is that like, I mean, even just with those like the bots that like, you know, get you discounts or refunds and all that kind of stuff, like there's so much great stuff out there in like financial technology now with like apps and everything to where like, yeah, like that stuff's so important. And I think to some people it's like, you know, this like big hairy, you know, like to-do list monster item thing that they don't even want to think about. And it's just like, you know, too future oriented for a lot of people to even take seriously. But if you can kind of serve it up in a free or low cost app, that is like super easy. Um, yeah, super easy. And, and, does everything right from tax benefits and uh, portfolio rebalancing, which is a big one that most people wouldn't think about, and then doing low-cost index funds. Those are I can geek out for a while in finances. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think that's something yeah, because even for me, like just a little bit now, like um, working in a di- very different environment, um, like just being more cognizant of financial stuff because I think being kind of entry level at a high red institution it wasn't really there as much and i think now it's like i'm sure yeah because that's your world where you have to kind of you know run your business and it's something in that vein that you just have to know about and all that but then it, yeah like people in human beings in their lives should yeah. you know have uh you know the tools and be equipped with the knowledge and uh and support for, for doing that stuff but yeah so I, I feel like yeah i've seen a lot more of those sort of tools and stuff which is uh which is cool um, but yeah, and I feel like just with these, uh, kind of first, uh, episodes that we've been re- recording and stuff, like a lot of people have recommended the, how I built this, which I like, I I've known of, and it just is like, okay, I guess I need to go check it out. Cause it's even, that's the thing with like my diet of podcasts is that like, cause I think some people it's like, Oh, like this new show, I got it. It's like, but yeah, you just can like pick and choose. Like you said, it's like, if I, you know like a company i could just scroll through their whole library and be like oh i want to sell that one because i you know am a patron of theirs and i would love to hear their story or whatever and the trick unfortunately there's so many uh podcasts uh so i try and limit what i'm doing or which ones i'm listening to uh but this one this one's my my typically when i open up my podcast this one's what i will go to pretty quickly yeah when i think you um because i was just talking to somebody else about podcasts and I, i kind of enlightened them to this is that um because I think it was you who turned me on to listening to podcasts at one and a half speed. 
So like I've been doing that. For, yeah, I've been doing that because um, it's just like I have like a lunch break. I want to listen to like you know a longer podcast and just like get through it. Because I guess it's like sometimes it's you know just slower moving and I can still kind of get the point any faster than that. I can't even like I can't even understand it. But um, yeah, 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 it's like yeah. It just picks up the pace a little bit and I can still uh, get all the goodness from it. Yeah, I guess just to, to sort of wrap things up here, um, you know, just generally with you know. Swift kick and the things that you're doing now that you're able to kind of focus on it more um, solely, you know, just if it's again one of each or just you know uh, a single thing like with the with the work that you're doing, just uh, stuff that you're looking forward to in your job and life or just in the world in general. I would just like to wake up without a crisis. That would be yes. I think <laughs> that would be I would enjoy that in the world. <laughs> Is that that too much to ask for? Um, probably not. Uh, so Swift Kick, specifically from the the, the business side, uh, we are we are gonna we're doing uh, we're writing a new book and for the the college market and the college world, and it's based around uh, the four P's of organizational leadership. So it's, it's specifically meant for a book for club organ leaders and how they can run their organizations more effectively, um, based around the four P's. And the and the four P's are uh, uh, prepare, promote, perform, and pass the torch. And we're going to work on that, and we're building out uh, a lot of curriculum around that so that any new leader who's entering into an organization, it's their first time, we can hand them this book and say, great, this plus your advisor uh, plus additional trainings that you, your school may offer to you are what are really going to help you excel and, and make this an amazing organization for the year. I'm really excited about getting that done. My guess, my our goal is to have it out by summer of next uh, next year, so that we'll have it for the new school year, and there'll be a supplement to a lot of the trainings we do with club and org leaders, campus leaders. We're building out um, corporate programs and working with professional staff and how we can do more trainings for them. Uh, I think that's a big part of of what's coming down the pipeline for us. And we're going to continue to expand the team. Uh, eventually, we'll bring on a third speaker and probably hire a salesperson as well. So if you're in that world and it's something you're interested in and you've done, uh, just always reach out to me and let me know because you never know. Uh, that's how Sabina got her job here is she just happened to see me speak and she reached out and we were hiring at the time. So it worked out well. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess because that's what I think about because, yeah, like I um... – remember when like Melissa joined you and uh yeah just that idea like at a certain point I'm sure like just with you know and that's again me just like because I also like support MBA students and it's like stuff that we talk about a lot you know me and my students and just in general but like that idea at a certain point where it's like yeah you could like keep costs down and it's just you but it was like just you for a long time and eventually it's just like well we could do theoretically like double the amount of you know engagements you bring somebody else on it's just like yeah, it's interesting for me just observing, like, you know, uh, you know, I've just kind of been a, a fan of yours and, you know, collaborated with you for a long time and just, like, yeah, seeing that happen to where, like, you know, when I get, like, your, uh, when I get the newsletter for Swiftkick and just seeing, like, all the stuff that you all have coming up and I'm just, like, like, sometimes I forget when I'm just, like, oh, my God, Tom is doing all that? I'm like, oh, no, there's, like, essentially two of him now. Like, he can be, he can be like, a lot more places, you know, in terms of, like, just. With that, though, it's, like, the more money, more problems concept. 
Um, yeah. it, it changes. I know there's plenty of student affairs professionals and individuals who want to become speakers. And it's one thing to do it by yourself and you're running the show. And it's another thing to try and build a business or an organization out of it. And so that's what, um, that's what I'm, I'm focused on. And I really want to expand how much of an impact we can have on the world. And I think uh, overall, we're just getting started with this. And so I'm excited to keep it going. Yeah, yeah, it's very cool stuff. And um, yeah, we'll have ways to connect with you and, and SwiftKick um, in the show notes for this episode. And uh, yeah, a lot of good stuff that we also mentioned throughout the episode. But um, yeah, just thank you so much for hanging out. It's just always cool to just hear different things of uh, kind of what you're uh, into and just what's going on. And just again, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of yours. And I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for uh, being able to work with you. Uh, you know, I guess now, geez, it's almost four years ago, I think like, uh, like the formal, uh, relationship that we had, uh, started. So, um, yeah, just again, I can never thank you enough and I appreciate you jumping on here to chat. Awesome. Thanks Dustin. Take care. Talk to you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. Please rate review and subscribe. So you'll never miss an episode. Thanks again for listening. And I'll see you in the next episode of the higher ed geek podcast. <laughs>